Hello, Parallel Wars listening audience. Welcome to our Let's Play role-playing podcast produced by Parallel Worlds magazine. This is session zero for our season, which we're calling The War at the End of the World. For all the new listeners out there, and I'm sure there are dozens of you, welcome to our virtual table. For this season, we're selling out and selling our souls to Wizards of the Coast as we bow to the inevitable with a game of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. My name is Ben Potts. I'm a writer with Parallel Worlds, and I'll be your Dungeon Master for the next six weeks. I'm also the only American involved in this show, so I'll try not to be too arrogant and obnoxious. We're bringing back our fabulous cast from Season 1 and also a new player. He's someone we've worked with for a long time, though some of you may be unfamiliar with him. Suverin, or should I say Tom? I'm going to try really hard to be good about that. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Say a little bit about your role with the magazine and your own experience with tabletop role-playing. Uh, hello. Um, thanks, Ben. I I am the editor of Parallel Worlds. Um, I've been, um, Angus and I and a couple of others set it up uh, just over a year ago now. Um, my experience with tabletop role-playing is um, minimal. I have, uh, I played my first, I, I learned about Dungeons and Dragons basically through, um, uh, I, I learned the minutiae of, of what it is uh, through Parallel Worlds, really, and I played my first game uh, about a month ago with some friends. Um, and um, uh, after spending several months being uh, really intrigued, um, and uh, so my experience of uh, role-playing games so far is being a bear and absolutely owning everybody um, at level two in D&D, &D, um, which I, I can thoroughly recommend. Um, so this is the second game I've ever played, and um, I haven't actually yet seen the end of the other one either, so that, that's ongoing as well. Um, but very excited to learn more. Uh, I'm Angus. I am the art editor on Parallel Worlds, and as Tom had said, I've worked with them for a couple of years now on various projects. Uh, I'm an old hand to Dungeons & Dragons. I started age nine with the Red Box D&D. That'll give you an idea of how ancient I am. <laughs> uh, I haven't played D&D since 3E, so it's a bit of a gap, and I really wanted to see what 5E was like, so here I am. Uh, I'm Jana. Um, I just played my first ever uh, role-playing game in the first season of Parallel Worlds. I Parallel Wars, sorry. I still don't know exactly what's going on. I'm kind of getting the hang <laughs> of it. But it's really fun, and I really enjoy bickering with Connor. <laughs> yep, that's a theme. I am uh, dealing with the social media of Parallel Worlds, and I'm very, very much enjoying my time in the team. Hi, I'm Connor. I am a writer for Parallel Worlds. I'm the only South African on the team, but you couldn't tell by my accent. Um, I enjoy long walks on the beach, bickering with Yana, and... Uh, usually not D&D 5e. I'm a very angry young grognard who much prefers the OSR style of play. But because Ben is so nice and he sounded desperate when he called me up to ask me to do this, I decided to accede to his desperate pleas and uh, join the campaign. I'm also very humble, in case you couldn't tell. We're going to be playing in a home world called Ivar. Uh, we're using a variety of D&D content, although we are recording this game in mid-October of 2020, so we don't have any of the fabulous new material that's going to be released in just a month with Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. I'm going to just briefly read a summary of the campaign setting I wrote for this intro, and then we'll go around and introduce characters 
If you don't have your character fully set up yet, don't worry. This is session zero, so we'll figure it out when it comes around to you. For all recorded history, the world of Ivar has had firm boundaries. Beyond the wild seas to the east, past the cliffs of Maydusk to the north, on the far side of the ever-burning forest to the east, and at the terminus of the Plains of Death to the south, the terrain just fell away into an endless rainbow-colored abyss called World's End. Across the land, many cultures of humanoids built nations of their own, governments, cities, armies, and so on. All of that ended about a hundred years ago. The edge of the world began to contract. It destroyed the hazardous, unsettled realms first, and then drew further inward, dumping wildlands and civilized realms alike into the endless void. The world's mages scrambled to find an answer to this unexpected doomsday. Clerics prayed to their gods en masse, crying out for aid, but the gods refused to answer. It caused crises of faith across Ivar. Against the contraction of the world, no civilization could stand. Entire cities fell into the abyss. Migrants flowed from the outer lands into the inner, and were not kindly met by the inhabitants of the inner lands, whose resources suddenly became scarce. As governments collapsed, militias roamed the lands, snatching migrants and channeling them into forced marches that ended with the offenders being bodily tossed into the abyss and leaving more resources for the rest. You four are inhabitants of this dying world. Perhaps you are inhabitants of the city of Garadan, the last vestige of civilization, overseen by Ajpi the Great, the ninth ruling archmage, and some say the world's only hope. Perhaps you are a long-term inhabitant of one of the inner settlements, displaced by waves of desperate migrants. Perhaps you're among those migrants, whose ancestral home was forever lost to the void. Perhaps you're a member of one of the roaming Salvation militias, who more or less arbitrarily snatch people to toss into the void and save resources for everyone else. Maybe you're even an acolyte of the wandering Red Truth Society, religious adherents that wander the world claiming that the contraction of the universe is a blessing from the gods that will lead to everlasting happiness for all civilized peoples. Whatever your origin, there's one thing you know for certain. The world of Ivar is coming to an end, and there seems to be no way to stop it. The contraction of the world began slowly, but has accelerated exponentially over the past century. The varying clerical orders differ on just how much time is left before the void reaches the world's center. Some say a decade, some say five years, and some say it'll happen within a single year. But it's coming. So there's our world of Ivar, and now let's meet our characters. Uh, Connor, let's go ahead and start with you. If you'll give us your character's name, what he looks like, uh, and as much or as little of his backstory and statistics as you would like. Okay. I'm playing Bringle. He is a bugbear, and he looks like a bugbear. That is enormous hair, basically angry-looking Sasquatch, from what I can see. He's, he's just an enormous... He's basically a Wookiee with anger management issues, and that's saying something. Um, and he is a paladin. Um, for reasons that I will decline to mention right now. Um, and he, his uh, tribe inhabited the uh, savage outer lands that have long since been swallowed by the contraction. So he's basically taken up arms as a sort of uh, knight er a very unusual knight errant, I guess. Um, constantly torn between being, you know, a large, shaggy, barbarous creature and the sort of inner urge to uh, do good that constantly drives him. All right, thank you, Connor. And now we'll go to Angus. Angus, introduce us to your character. I am a human. 
Um, originally from the inner lands, I've spent much of my time in isolation, contemplating the nature of the universe, and hopefully I have some insight into what is wrong with the world, or what is right with the world. Maybe this is supposed to happen. I am playing a character in his early 20s, um, spent a lot of time in the sun, obviously outdoors, tan skin, um, dark hair, a bit scraggled and bedraggled, and there's not a lot much more to say about me at the moment. Thank you, Angus. And now, Yana, tell us about your character. My character is a, a very, very magical cat. She's called Shax, and she is from the Rumbling River Clan. Very special tabaxi chick. She is a, a warlock. She's got really creepy uh, skills beneath her belt and she can literally go pe- make people go crazy. I hope. We'll see. I know the feeling. <laughs> More crazy. <laughs> <laughs> More crazy. She uh, is a far traveler, which I just picked. Um, and I don't know, she shuffles around playing cards because there wasn't anything like a tarot deck available to choose. Uh, thank you very much, Yana. And now we go to Tom. Introduce us to your character. Um, so my character is a snivelly little goblin called Cupboard. Um, <laughs> Cupboard was, Cupboard was once ninth best candle salesman in Waterdeep, um, many years ago. Um, and he has an illustrious career as a um, as a third tier uh, candle salesman behind him. Um, he's been kicked out of his home by his wife, who's had enough of him, um, and he now travels the world selling his vile candles to whoever will buy them. Um, his candles are not very good; they're made out of snot, um, which is sometimes his own and sometimes snot that he harvests from from other people, um, willing or not. Consensually? Oh God. <laughs> He is, uh, he's very good at persuasion. He, he, has, uh, he has very high persuasion numbers um, to do all of that sort of thing. So, um, so, so why does wife kick him out? Um, <laughs> because you can't talk your way into paying rent, you know? You've got to... <laughs> like, sometimes you've got to, sometimes you've actually got to, you know, put your money where your mouth is and, and, uh, and, and come good. Whereas Cupboard only talks a good talk. He doesn't, he doesn't walk the walk. Uh, and um, so he is um, uh, he is um, adventuring to try and supplement his um, pretty woeful camera uh, candle selling income um, and uh, is generally uh, full of chat and normally quite uh, cheerful. Of all of the uh, disturbing uh, ends to which I have seen bards put their incredible powers of persuasion. I have never heard of harvesting snot to make candles. That could have been your wax. I mean, yeah. that'd be cliched though. Snot is like new wave gross candle making. <laughs> this makes perfect sense. Exactly. <laughs> What's his bardic instrument? Oh, um, he's got three actually. I think he's got um, he's got a lute. He's a lute player. He's a he's a pro lutist. Perfect. Perfect. Right, so he makes money off the candles, not being, um, some would say, magically gifted at playing the lute. Well, well, I say pro lutist. He's actually quite shit at playing the lute, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is of why he has to, which is why, <laughs> which is why he has to sell candles made out of snot. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, these are our heroes. Uh, I'm now going to briefly cover some technical aspects of how we're going to be playing the game so we don't have to stop in the middle to explain things. If you've already played 5th edition, feel free to skip ahead a couple of minutes. So D&D is a dice-based game, just like Savage Worlds. The way it works is this. I describe the setting and tell players what is going on around their characters. Then the players tell me how they want their characters to respond to the situation. If what they want their character to do is pretty simple and easy, I just narrate what happens as a result. So if an elf is going around the town square collecting signatures for a petition to change the name of the human race to Fiddleplums, you just have to say whether or not your character signs on to the petition and now the elf has anywhere from zero to four new signatures on his sheet. If, however, you want to accomplish something that has a chance of failure, say maybe you want to persuade this elf that humans should actually be called Gobblemeisters, that's when the dice come in. D&D rolls on a, or excuse me, D&D runs on a D20 system, and it's pretty simple. For about 90% of the rolls that you make, you're going to take the 20-sided die, you're going to roll it, add an appropriate modifier, and compare the total to a target number that I've determined in advance. So if Tom's character Cupboard is trying to persuade this elf to call humans Gobblemeisters, I might decide that he needs to meet a difficulty class of 10 to do it successfully. So he rolls his 20-sided die, uh, and a 7 comes up. He's trying to persuade someone here. So he adds his persuasion modifier from his character sheet, which I believe is plus four for a total of 11. That's higher than the difficulty I set of 10, so he succeeds and humans are now Gobblemeisters. That's it, that's basically D&D. Uh, there are a few other rules, but that's the main one. Uh, the biggest other mechanic you'll want to know is advantage and disadvantage. Uh, sometimes circumstances will be favorable or unfavorable for what you're trying to accomplish. Maybe this elf really wasn't feeling the original name for humans on his petition and was already looking for suggestions. In that case, Tom would have advantage on his persuasion check, so he rolls the 20-sided die twice, picks the higher of the two numbers, and then adds his persuasion modifier. On the other hand, the elf is fully devoted to renaming humans as fiddle plums. The circumstances are not favorable for Tom, and his roll has disadvantage, so he roll takes the d20, rolls it twice, takes the lower result, and then adds his persuasion modifier. Of course, this game isn't just about signing petitions. The d20 roll might represent trying to tame a wild animal, playing an instrument in a tavern full of people, or even attacking another creature in combat. And in all of these situations, the basic mechanic is exactly the same. You say what you want to do, you roll the d20, you add the appropriate modifier. So without further ado, let's dive into the world of Ivar. Welcome. We join our heroes as they trudge across what remains of the Outer Lands, headed for the eternal abyss known as World's End. Uh, somehow, our intrepid heroes uh, found themselves in the clutch of the Salvation Militia. And for those of you who don't remember from the description, the Salvation Militia are basically a gang of vigilantes who roam around Ivar, uh, snatch up people who can't defend themselves, and then toss them into the abyss at World's End so there are more resources for everyone else. Somehow, each of you has gotten snatched and forced into a line of prisoners uh, being marched toward the end. Uh, it's your standard long-form chain, so your wrist chains are linked to the ankle chains of the person in front of you, and their wrist chains are linked to the ankle chains of the person in front of them, etc., etc., etc. There are maybe 100 prisoners in this line, uh, and 20 or so guards on either side of the line uh, watching for descent and whipping anyone who steps out of order. Let's go to Shax. Shax. Yana. Oh, yeah. How did your character get to this point? What were they doing when they were snatched by the militia? Uh, 
I was just minding my own business as I do. I'm a traveler, you see, so um, I do this sort of thing. I go to unknown places where I get down to all sorts of trouble. But, you know, I've got all of my, my magic in every, every little, you know, in both of my little fingers. I've got so much power that it's it's fine normally. But just this was, you know, more unexpected than usual. I don't really know how they rounded me up here, but here we are. Yeah, I think normally with your magic warlock powers, you find it fairly easy to uh, fend off any threats that you might encounter out in the, the wild. But these guys, they just descended on you in this big old horde, about 10 guys or so. And uh, for all your magical powers, you couldn't quite keep them from knocking you on the head and, and forcing you into the line. Shax, you've been in this line for about three days now, and the person right in front of you in the line uh, is a human woman, uh, maybe 60 or so years old. Uh, she's got long, stringy gray hair. Uh, she's dressed in peasant's garb. And when she turns around to face you, you see a face uh, creased by frown lines and weariness. She doesn't talk that much, but you've gathered that her name is Milna, uh, she had a family, but they're all gone now. She walks kind of dejectedly, without any apparent hope of escape, and does so mostly under her own power, uh, although over the last few days you've had time to notice that she has a limp that is obviously painful, uh, but she refuses any offers of help from you or the person in front of her. All right, chained up behind shacks, uh, we have Bringor. Uh, so Bringor... The uh, chains that your your wrists are attached to say. probably have to keep your arms down a fair amount. How did you end up here? Um, well, I was passed out blind drunk because I really wanted the voice in my head to stop talking and telling me to do things. So I drank an astonishing amount, even for a bug there, and was dead drunk in some abominable, probably an outhouse, to be honest, uh, when they rounded me up. <laughs> so you were an easy target. I was a very easy target. I mean, I'm huge. I'm like, what, eight foot six? Something big, big old bugbear, man. Yeah. Uh, Bringor, as you follow along behind shacks, you get a chill down your spine. Uh, and a few moments later, uh, you see what is possibly the most beautiful man you've ever seen right up on your right side, uh, mounted on a white stallion, uh, passing Salvation militia, militia guards and nodding to them. You've seen this man several times over the past few days uh, as he passes the militiamen just nod and salute him by clapping both hands over their heart. His skin is amber and shimmers with an inner light, which I'm just now realizing is sort of twilight vampire so <laughs> let's just forget about that. Dude, don't, uh, don't mention it. No one will know if you don't mention it. Damn it. It's nearly uh, culturally irrelevant. Don't bring it back. God damn it. His hair is long and platinum white, and he wears a gold-colored set of plate armor and has this big old greatsword uh, slung across his back. Uh, you've heard the guards whisper his name. It's Valior Godson. I hate him already. Yeah. Uh, Valior is an Asimar, and uh, the Asimar are a race. It's basically half angel, half human. Uh, he's the one who started the Salvation Militia, and they believe that he's their sign from the gods that their cause is just. Uh, yesterday, you saw him pull out that big old greatsword and attack a prisoner a few links up from you who had fallen and couldn't get up. Uh, and there was a blinding flash of light, 
And the next thing you know, the prisoner had turned to dust. They just reconnected the chain and kept everyone marching. So, scary dude. Uh, all right, chained up behind Bringor, we have uh, Barsias, our third team member. Go ahead and share how you wound up in this predicament. Funnily enough, I was just sitting there meditating, and um, I was invited to join the line at sword point, which, of <laughs> course, I had no objection to, and uh, here I am. You thought you were being invited to some sort of party or something. Uh, well, I'm not really the kind of party kind of dude, to be perfectly honest with you, but uh, there really seemed well, little point in resisting, and, um, you know, they were polite enough. I see, I see. So this is sort of a pilgrimage for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, all right. Um, Barstias, you've got a problem. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I in addition to the fact that you're marching to your death, uh, one of the guards uh, seems to have it in for you personally. Uh, the guard that keeps close to your left side, he's not a problem. Uh, he's a big, burly, half-orc guy with this well-kept great axe slung over his back. Uh, he's mostly quiet, and he lets the other guards whip the prisoners that disobey. On your right side, though, mm -hmm. there's this halfling woman that seems to have it in for you. Uh, she shoots me a lot, because I actually kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this isn't a problem for you. Oh, God, um, you're a monk. <laughs> She, uh, she's three foot three. We call uh, adulation. <laughs> no, don't make any kick here for him. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Uh, just about a meter tall. Uh, must weigh 20 kilograms at the absolute most. Uh, her face and exposed arms are just absolutely covered in these nasty-looking scars, uh, some of them recent. She whips pretty much any prisoner with next to no provocation, but she seems to take special delight in whipping you, calling you her pet. Uh, her name is Pacey Steeltooth, and uh, she's always, pretty much always smiling this nasty, wolfish smile with teeth that have been filed into points. Uh, and you notice that even the other members of the Salvation Militia don't like to go near her. Uh, she likes me more because I don't scream. You know what? I think that's true. I think she's, she's her goal before you go over to the edge is to get you to scream. No, but um, for fun, she carries two whips instead of one. Ooh. One of the whips is the standard leather lash employed by the other guards. The second one has spikes. Ooh. Ooh. Yeesh. Smart. Yeah. All right. Uh, last but not least, behind Barsias is Cupboard. Cupboard, you poor fool. How did you wind up here? Cupboard was, um, he actually saw Bringor. Uh, he was in the inn that Bringor was in. And he uh, he saw him ordering pint after pint, um, and um, uh, and he sat there nursing his uh, nursing his one beer um, for several hours. And when Bringor eventually stumbled out, Cupboard thought, "Hmm, this uh, this this could be this could he be was interesting." Not he, yeah, he he looks pretty <laughs> incapacitated. So uh, so he so Cupboard followed uh, Bringor out into the night, uh, and then when he collapsed, Cupboard was mid rifle. Uh, <laughs> rifling through his rifling through his possessions when oh, the uh, well he was about to start tapping his nostrils for this <laughs> for sweet sweet snot to turn into that's candles. a violation man <laughs> I feel like that's this D and D dude just roll with it and when the when the uh, when the militia rounded the corner they they shined their lanterns on a crouching cupboard 
who was uh, who was tapping snot into a vial and uh, and had already lightened Bringor's pouches of coin. Um, and so he found himself in the line. Right, so you deserve to be here, actually. Um, <laughs> you assaulted my nostrils and my pockets, so... Wasn't me, Gaffner! <laughs> you can fly. <laughs> I think Bringor is probably relieved to be separated in the line from, from this goblin. Oh boy. Yeah, I definitely have vague memories of some, a very crooked finger in my nostrils whilst trying to <laughs> rouse myself from a drunken stupor. Uh, Cupboard, over the last few days, you may or may not have been annoyed by a constant whimpering noise uh, coming from behind you. Uh, whenever you turn your head, you see this furry person in the chain behind you. Uh, he's a tabaxi, uh, or a cat person. Uh, like a certain member of our, our team here. Uh, his fur is soft white, like an albino panther, uh, and his uh, slitted gray feline eyes are just constantly wide with fear, and his ears are pressed back along his head. Uh, his name is uh, Shout of Frosty Breath, uh, although you have to say his breath isn't exactly frosty, or just bad. Uh, he goes by Shout for short, and pretty much every time you turn around, he says, Please, you have to help me escape. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I'm a baker. I have a fiancé back home. Please don't let me die. There's um, always one. Uh, the halfling guard on the right, Pacey Steeltooth, seems to enjoy his whimpering. She doesn't actually whip him more than anybody else, uh, but she cre- frequently just cracks the whip in his direction, uh, eliciting loud yowls that hurt your ears and draw complaints from the other prisoners nearby. It's been three days of forced march, uh, when you were captured, the militia took all of your equipment, except your clothes, so you're basically starting from scratch. Uh, if you have your starting equipment in your character sheet, go ahead and leave it there for now. Okay. Uh, you basically march eight hours a day, with breaks of varying durations every two hours, meals and rest. They give you some bread and stale water, that's about it. Uh, you then sleep for four hours, and then they get everyone up and start the cycle all over again. So... By the time we've reached this point, each of you has one level of exhaustion. Level one exhaustion. Yep. Oh, nice. lordy. It'd be really easy to tip this whole line up. If somebody just decided to go at a funny angle, we could just take everyone down in one go. <laughs> so in game terms, uh, one level of exhaustion means you have disadvantage on all ability checks. Uh, the guards don't seem to mind uh, conversation among the prisoners too much, but it's a little bit hard for the person in front to sort of crane their neck around while walking. Uh, at some point, I would imagine uh, Shax and Bringor have interacted, if the two of you want to play out what that scene was. Uh, God, I mean, I would be towering over Shax. I'm assuming Shax is not eight feet tall. No, but I can still blast you. <laughs> so what, we're just doing we're just doing the fucking prison power play thing of like you know occasionally you'll turn around and stare daggers at me well they're always stare daggers back at each other um yeah i mean how easy would it be to slip these chains it would be very difficult um you would imagine that they have mm-hmm. been doing this for a very long time or uh at least they've they've done it quite a lot so the the chains are fairly snug secure around your wrists Mm-hmm. Uh, and the ones around your neck are so tight that they're almost uncomfortable. I used to wear a hair shirt. This is nothing. All right, so Shax and Bringor are doing the uh, prison power games. Uh, 
Bringor and Barsias, any anything going on between you two? Too busy threatening the cat in front of him, so it's probably um, the goblin behind me that keeps looking at my nose. I'm more worried about. Uh, yeah, Barsias and Cupboard. Cupboard is is sulkily marching along and eyeing um, eyeing possible escape routes, and occasionally he has tried to engage Barsias in conversation, but Barsias doesn't seem to. Well, I shouldn't play your character for you, but I can't. Well, you know, I'm, I'm fairly upbeat about the whole thing. So, you know, you'd expect everyone to be fairly down about their situation, but um, I'm, I'm quite happy. All right. Wherever we're going, destiny takes us. Perfect. Wow. Very good. Um, so the march uh, started out on various uh, small roads, but eventually joined uh, with the Darkling Road, which is an ancient fey path that leads from the heart of Ivar to the western end. And you've just been following that straight west ever since. Uh, the terrain has turned into the barren sands of the Weshfar Desert. The sun beats down on your heads as harsh winds spit sand up into your faces. Uh, you've passed through a fallen city, uh, Sarpus, uh, what used to be the ancestral home of the Hobgoblins. Uh, and now it's a ruin. There are various savage creatures that were prowling around the ruined buildings. Uh, the line was attacked a couple of times. Uh, the militia fended the monsters off, but some of the prisoners died. Uh, their bodies were moved to the back of the line and are just being dragged behind this great procession on a cart. Um, Cupboard Shout took a spider bite to the knee and hasn't stopped complaining about the pain, even though Valior Godson came by and healed his injury with holy magic. Um, and then... In front of Shax, uh, the old woman, uh, Milna, also took a wolf bite in the arm, but she's kept dead silent about it. She just wrapped it tight in her cloak to stop the blood flow and just kept on walking as if nothing had happened. Strike you as slightly odd. I mean, <laughs> why not let the wild animals just eat the prisoners? Why bother to push them off the edge of the world when dead is the same? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Why, like, bother, why bother to heal someone so they can march them to the end of the world when you could just let the spider eat them? Mm. Cupid is also curious about this. Bringle a, reckons it's probably just some religious bullshit and he's just smashed some heads and get out of here as soon as possible. Oi, big fairy fella! Oi! If what? you're going to escape, I want to come with you! You expect me to escape? Right. Well, if escape is on the plans, uh, can you break the chain? Okay, first of all, don't make judgments. Secondly, uh, are you really loudly talking about escape? No, we're in the middle of. Of course, no. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Of course, I wasn't. <laughs> just, just thought a giant fella like you uh, might, you know, if you if you was thinking of 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 making an exit, I thought you might have. Um, uh, just thought you might want to take take somebody with you, like uh, like a little helpful fella like myself. A little helpful fellow who tried to steal my snot. No, I didn't. Um. Honest. If you'd like to plan this a bit more quietly, I should have you know that actually I do telepathy. You know, that might be a bit useful, mate. Hmm. Well, does anybody else speak goblin? He says looking at the goblin. It um. doesn't matter. <laughs> that cat woman, she's got a good idea. She can telepathize us out of it. She can. No, that's, that's telekinesis, you. Ugh, no. Okay, she can read minds. She cannot... Wait, you can't move stuff with your mind, can you? Or no. maybe you could just drive the no, guards mad with voices in their heads. Oh, God, no. I wouldn't I wish that on anybody. That Trust too. me. 
I can do that too, but I reckon it, they might figure out who it is. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Don't want to be turned right. into vapor, you know. Is it a particular uh, tabaxi trait? There's more than one tabaxi in here. <laughs> yeah, but no offense. I feel like the other one's uh, very distinctive. Oh, my knee hurts so much. Can you um, just shut up? Ah, oh, that bloody cat woman behind me. She's She never stops complaining about spider bite. Okay, misgendering cats aside. Um, ben, am I yeah. capable of breaking these chains? Go ahead and make a strength check. Um, okay. Can I do First this? First Oh, boy. Just as a raw strength check. Yep. Okay, normal roll. Okay, that's an 11. Uh, with an yeah. 11, you kind of try to subtly just pull at these chains. They are on really tight. You are in your kind of diminished condition. You're not sure at what level, uh, what level it would take to break these chains. Uh, 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 we're getting there. Uh, Shout is uh, male. Shout is male. So at some um, point we're going to be hunkered down for the night somewhere? You've been hunkered down for the night a couple of times. So is there something you wanted to accomplish? Uh, well, we have all this chain here. I was just wondering, is there a link that looks weaker than the others? Why don't you go ahead and make an investigation check? Oh, okay. Haven't made any of those before. Let's see. Investigation. Yep. All right. Uh, with an eight investigation, uh, you look over these chains while the procession is stopped for the night. You don't really see any signs of a weak link. It seems like these chains, they're, they're not um, the best quality per se, mm -hmm. uh, but they are very sturdy, and you don't see any really weak link in them. Okay. Okay. Uh, eventually, the procession comes off the road a little bit. Uh, they line you up at the edge of a cliff, uh, and as you, you look out past it to the west, you see your destination about a kilometer or so away, you see the edge of the world. And the terrain around you is kind of lightly speckled with cacti, although some of it has been cleared. And you can see why, uh, looking past the cliff, you see a large uh, structure constructed of dark gray stone uh, with a sigil, sigil, I don't know, uh, carved into the head. You can make a religion check if you like. Uh, it looks like a temple to some kind of god. Okay, I'll do religion. I will certainly do religion. There we go. Ooh, good roll, cupboard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow, wow. Critical 20. Oh, Ooh. right. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, and I started. <laughs> uh, Couldn't that have been a blow things up roll? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, could you get a bit better at blowing off chains and a bit less good at recognizing churches, please, mate? <laughs> Uh, so Shax with your natural 20 uh, and Cupboard and Barsias with your very good rolls, you recognize the sigil. Uh, it appears to be a, a carving of a waterfall uh, plunging into a still pool, um, which, you know, may or may not bode well for your impending doom. Uh, it is the sigil of uh, Eldath, the goddess of peace. Uh, she is a neutral good goddess. <clears throat> uh, beyond this temple... Say what? I'm quite relieved then. It could have been an evil god. I know, right? Yeah. Things are looking it's better already. I thought it was good to be. <laughs> better and better already. Uh, beyond okay. this temple... Say what? No, go on. Uh, beyond this temple, you see a spot uh, where the ground just simply falls away. Uh, 
Oh, Lordy. And beyond that is nothing but empty sky in just fluctuating rainbow colors. Uh, predominantly green and yellow. There's some red and blue in there, too. It's really uh, quite beautiful. It, it's very beautiful. Um, you see that the edge is just kind of slowly crumbling away into this rainbow void. As you're watching, the uh, ground just slowly crumbles beneath uh, a massive cactus uh, overhanging the temple from the back. And then, like a giant toppling, the tree just leans backward and then woof, just suddenly I gone. I think it's something of a metaphor for life. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> could be a metaphor for life. We could be a metaphor, a metaphor for, for life. life. Yeah. Uh, next to you all, uh, Pacey Steeltooth, uh, she grins and says, Time to take out the garbage. Are you coming too? <laughs> You're funny. Oh, snap. People of old Ivar, uh, says the voice of Valor, Godson. And you notice that even though he's about 50 feet away from you or so, you can hear his, his speaking voice as if he were just like right next to you, which is probably super disconcerting. And he says, See the end to which your lives are about to be committed. Give thanks to your gods for this chance to give yourselves up for your fellows, and pray that they accept your souls in recognition of your brave sacrifices. I'm a Gnostic. <laughs> hey, you love who you love, man. Can you just keep it down with you with the speech? <laughs> yeah, th there are people up and down the line who are, some of them are bowing their heads, a lot of them are grumbling. Uh, the old woman next to Shax, uh, Milna, she, she spits on the ground, and she mutters, that's enough. And she raises her voice and she says, Bite your tongue, you fool coward. You're killing innocents and expect them to be grateful. Do what you will, but do not pretend. And at this point, Pacey Steeltooth uh, whips Milna with the, the spiky whip. At any point during this, does uh, Pacey come within five feet of me? Yeah, I think as she's coming to uh, whip uh, Milna... And you have extended reach as a bugbear. She definitely comes within reach of you. Um, <laughs> cool. Can I? Uh, can I grab her and like fucking hoik her at um, uh, Valior, like as fast as humanly possible? Uh, going to make you're throwing a dwarf. Uh, I'm throwing <laughs> a halfling at um, a pompous get. Um, yeah, and halfling knock... doesn't sound as good as dwarf crossing. Uh, go ahead and make an athletics check. Do keep in mind, uh, you are exhausted. I haven't been counting it, but you should have disadvantage on this athletics check. Okay. This is Vaughn. Maybe you'll get That is a 13. I'm going to give uh, Pacey an acrobatics roll, and I'm going to give her disadvantage too, because she wasn't expecting it. Uh, fantastic. But oh. she rolls a 21. <laughs> Ah, so, un unfortunately, she uh, nimbly steps out of your reach and uh, whips <clears throat> Milna. And Milna uh, kind of grunts in pain, but only pauses to take a breath before saying, I will not muzzle myself to appease your guilty conscience. We may die, but we will not go willingly. And uh, Valior, at this point, has heard what she's, she has to say. Uh, and as a few prisoners up and down the line start cheering, he just begins walking his steed in your direction. And as he passes, what's up? I think we're about to see someone turn to dust. I think it might be time to act. 
yes, at this point, I'm going to raise my voice here. Yeah, what old lady said. Riot! And then I'm going to immediately, um, well, find the nearest heavy object and once again attempt to throw it at um, Fancy Pants on Horseman. Uh, while well, you're in the desert. Can I chip in and just turn to the halfling and just tell her to fuck off, hoping that she will attack me in response? I've got uh, go ahead and make... <laughs> I guess that would be a persuasion check? A persuasion check. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there it is. Fifteen. Uh, oh, wait, that's a nine because of the disadvantage. Yeah, she is not focused on you so much. She seems focused on the, the old woman. Um, well, well, everyone's focused on the old woman. I think it's time to get out of these chains. Um, uh, can I get, uh, I guess, all four of you to make wisdom saving throws? Nineteen. Okay, that's impressive. Uh, so as uh, Valior approaches you all on his warhorse, uh, Shax, uh, Bringor, and Cupboard, mm-hmm. the three of you just feel this, this horrible chill emanating from him and leaching into your bones and kind of sapping your strength and your breath away from you. Uh, and you've noticed as he's passed other people in the, the line, they've also kind of quieted and, and lost the energy to do things. Um, he just he stops right in front of Milna. And you see his eyes flashing white as he dismounts and stands tall before. Why don't you pick on someone your own size? 17. What am I adding to that, if anything? Uh, you'd add your persuasion, but also keep in mind you are exhausted, so you have disadvantage. So you have to roll twice. Okay. In that case, another d20. And I add, plus one, to, I add plus one to the total, which will be 16 then. Okay. I think I will have... I didn't expect to pull up his character sheet, but I guess I'm going to have Valior make a roll. So I'm going to give him, let's say, a wisdom saving throw. Okay. And that is a 25. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, that's a big modifier. Big, big modifier. He, um, mm-hmm. he kind of shoots a quick glance your way, Barsayas, but you get the impression that he's... Um... Nefast. Nefast. He's, he's done this a few times. He, he, he almost seems like a, a prison warden who's just intuitively understands the psychology of how a procession like this works. And he's, he sees uh, Milna as a kind of an inflection point that he can affect. So yeah. he's less, less focused on you and more on Holy shit. Okay, this guy's next level. Yeah. Um, I, I will, spoiler alert, I'll just let you know that Valior is a level 10 character. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else who is reacting grows quiet watching the confrontation. Now, mother, he says, and he's speaking softly, but you feel sure that every prisoner and militia member can hear him perfectly. I see many years of gracious life behind you. You ought to know better. I offer you a chance to end your time in the world with grace and dignity, but you, and at this point, she spits. Um, and she's too weak to hit him in the face where she's aiming, but her saliva uh, splatters across the front of his plate armor. Uh, and as he looks down at the spit and then back at her, the other prisoners start laughing and jeering. And his expression never changing, he just suddenly moves. Uh, his arm lashes out and wraps around her throat. And she kind of 
gags as he hefts her off the ground. And then she groans with what little left she has as gruesome-looking wounds spontaneously just tear open across her body. Pustules form on her skin and burst open, and her eyes and mouth flash with pale white radiance. She writhes in pain, and then Valior just lets her fall. And she kind of spasms a little bit before she finally lies motionless on the ground, dead. And some of the guards up and down the line start cheering. Pacey Steeltooth is among them. Valior looks up and down the line, and they fall quiet. And he says, it is a difficult time for us all. Sacrifices are necessary that the majority might live. All of you must now choose. You must either face your deaths with dignity, or resist and die slowly, painfully, and with no dignity whatsoever. And he kind of nudges Milna's body with a booted foot and says, we go now to the end. As he says that, you all hear a great tearing sound, and you look to the edge of the world, and you see that the temple that you saw, the rear wall of it closest to the end is just tearing off the back of the building and tumbling into the abyss. Uh, and you hear cries of dismay from the other prisoners and hooting and jeering from the Salvation Militia members. So uh, the line picks up and starts moving again towards the temple. Uh, shout uh, behind you covered starts muttering in a language uh, you don't recognize. I don't think you recognize. Anybody speak Sylvan? Nope. No. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like a prayer. And your group is being marched uh, toward the heavy oak doors of the temple. Uh, it's not large, as temples go. Uh, Valior is at the head of the line, and he hauls the doors open uh, with apparent effort. Inside, you can see that the back of the temple has just completely fallen away, and uh, more of it is crumbling away by the moment. Uh, you can see, uh, looks like some statues inside. At this moment, the line stops, and you hear Valior, his voice amplified by holy magic, say, The time is upon us again, brothers and sisters. Let us begin. And all up and down the line, the militia members begin to chant, Rush! 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 And their voices crash against your ears and seem to complement the sound of groaning stone as the back of the temple continues to crumble, and panic ripples through the line of prisoners, as the guards start driving them forward into the temple. With a jolt, you all are shoved forward by the momentum of the line and a janking procession that is starting to accelerate. In the line in front of you, Milna's body hangs limply in the chains, tugged along with the rest of the procession. It's time to roll initiative. I am going to move you all onto the map. Uh, everybody go Ooh. ahead and roll twice. Okay. And, uh, initiative yeah, twice, did you say? Yep, because you have a uh, disadvantage because you're oh, a yeah. um, I have, So I got lower. Okay, cool. I have 19 I have and 18, three. so I guess I'm on 18. I have four and three. <laughs> Bring over, we got a three. There you go. Oh, why is everyone rolling one point of difference <laughs> and I managed to get total shit? Well, I got 12 and four, <clears throat> so that wasn't wonderful. All right. Okay, you rolled a good bit. That's very nice. So... As your group is dragged forward into the temple, uh, Pacey uh, Steeltooth whipping at your backs uh, to spur you on and with gleeful cries of rush, 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 
suddenly there's a moment of silence and it's the way the world feels in the split second before some kind of natural disaster. And then there's a massive booming sound and the entire wall of the temple to your right explodes. I need all of you to make uh, dexterity saving throws. Jesus. <laughs> I think oh, I might have made it 24. What? My modifier nice. is plus five, and I got and I still really got one. <laughs> I got three. I'm supposed to have factons of dexterity to what's going on. <laughs> yeah, me too. This is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have factons of dexterity. You got plus one. It says there. That makes no sense. Uh, I'm a cat. <laughs> well, you're not always going to do great. <laughs> the good news is, uh, the good news is, um, Cupboard and Shax, you fail the saving throw, but you only take one point of bludgeoning damage from the debris. Um, as you, um, as the wall just collapses, you see a, a small group of individuals, um, maybe four humanoids, uh, some of them mounted, uh, charging towards the interior of the temple. Uh, you see a creature with the torso of a woman and the body of a small horse, uh, a centaur, uh, kneeling on the ground, palms pressed flat against the sand. Uh, you see a human man uh, dressed in gleaming splint armor, uh, wielding a longsword and a shield uh, astride a chestnut mare uh, with barding. You see on the back of the horse, behind the armored man, some kind of smaller humanoid uh, peeking out behind him and riding what looks like a freaking giant boar, uh, you see a heavyset dwarven woman uh, carrying a nasty-looking warhammer. And through the dust uh, left by the shattered stone, you see the human man just thrust his glowing sword into the air, and he shouts, Flee, evildoers! The benefactors are here to send your soul to the hells! Uh, and his sword flashes spectacularly, and the members of the Salvation Militia just stop their chant. Uh, most of them run. The uh, half-orc who's been on your left side this whole time uh, seems to have been reluctant to use the whip until just now when the chant began. Um, he drops the whip, pulls out his great axe and throws it to the ground, and then just runs. Um, Pacey Steeltooth, on the other hand, uh, cracks Dude, her mine. whip. Yeah, I, I want to catch that whip when it's thrown in my direction. No kidding. Uh, she cracks her whip and she snarls at the enemy, and uh, Valior Godson likewise roars a challenge to these attackers. In the meantime, you see in front of you in the line, several prisoners have already gone screaming over the end of the world, and their weight is continuing to drag the line forward. Oh, shit. Yeah, so here's how this is going to work. Oh, god, that didn't... Um, the... Uh, <clears throat> Valior Godson is going to uh, ride off and engage these uh, would-be rescuers of yours. Uh, and they're just going to have a, a nice little fight over here. We're not going to concern ourselves with that. Um, so sorry, did Bossarius... Just wait, just wait a second. Did Bossarius pick up the great axe, or can I go for that? No, 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 I don't need an axe. I just oh, need to get these okay. chains around her neck. Uh, <laughs> nobody's done anything yet. Um, okay. But anyway, uh, so they're going to have their fight uh, Pacey is uh, staying near the rest of you, uh, and she seems uh, just determined to continue driving you over the edge. So that's a problem you'll have to deal with. Uh, also, at initiative count 15, uh, the line is going to move forward. So you all are going to have to make uh, strength saving throws to keep yourselves from being dragged uh, closer to the edge. 
the more of you make the strength saving throws, the less the line will be dragged forward. Cool. That means I get to go um, before the line drags forward. It's true. Also, uh, I count as a size category larger when it comes to uh, being dragged. Sure. I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and give you advantage on that saving. I think you might be our anchor. Thank yeah. you. I think I might be. Good old tug of war. Yep. <gasps> okay. All right. Uh, first up, we have Barsias. Barsias, okay. what are you going to do? Well, first of all, um, I'm going to see if I can reach Pacey. I want to get up to her and get those chains around her neck. Okay. So basically, uh, if, I'm, if I'm going over, she's coming with me. That's fair. Uh, why don't you go ahead and make an athletics check, and I will go ahead and uh, not have you do disadvantage on this, because she is in there with you. She's trying to drive you. Forward. So just go ahead and make a normal athletics check. So 14. Uh, so she rolled a 9. So you have her grappled. You get the chains around her. You are dragging her with you. Um, that is going to be your action. Anything uh, you're going to do with your bonus action? Um, yeah, I think it's stick the knee in the back. Okay. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and uh, do your unarmed strike. Unarmed strike. Uh, that one. Cupboard starts jumping up and down and shouting, Go for it, monkey man! Kill her! Kill her! <laughs> in the cells! In the cells! Okay. Um, 24 on the strike and 5 bludgeoning damage. It does it all at once. That's cool. Good. All right. That is a definite hit. You hit her for five points of bludgeoning damage. Good deal. Hmm. Uh, that'll do it for Barsai's turn. Uh, Shax, you are up. Yeah, I've got a plan. Well, since Milne is already dead, I reckon I barbecue her together with her chains and like tr try to free us from the rest of the people that are going down the abyss. You're gonna, you're gonna try and fry her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's already dead. I hope that she doesn't mind, but, you know, even if she does, whatever. Are you going to... Uh, Eldritch Blast, okay. Uh, before you do the Eldritch Blast, go ahead and make a sleight of hand check real quick, because your your hands are, are restricted uh, by these chains, which is making it difficult for you to do the, the somatic components of your spells. Okay, perfect. Uh, so that is a 16 for sleight of hand, so you're able to move your hands enough. Uh, and you fire off this Eldritch Blast. Um, it kind of jolts her body a little bit, but unfortunately one point of damage is not enough to have a significant effect. So maybe if you keep it up, something will happen. Uh, did you want to do anything with your bonus action? Can I do this? Ah, yeah. The dissonant whispers and try to, try to drive this halfling mad. I mean, she really uh, sounds pretty... Uh... Wacky, she already pretty gone. pretty gone. That's true. Um, unfortunately, dissonant was action, and you already used your action. The line is moving. I need all of you to make uh, strength saving throws. Okay. Is this a disadvantage, or we're we just rolling it? Uh, just roll. Okay. Okay. Fourteen. Eight. Well, the <laughs> not great. Uh, Do I get a bonus for holding a halfling? That's extra weight. That is a good question. Tell you what, I'll have uh, Pacey also roll. And if she succeeds, then I will count it as a success for you. She succeeds. Okay. <clears throat> I guess she doesn't so, move over the edge. Yeah, imagine that. Uh, so the line jerks forward. The DC was set at 10. And uh, three of you failed, but Pacey gave you an additional success. So the line is only going to move 10 feet. All right. 
Uh, as the line moves forward, uh, you see the um, you hear a shout, and you look over towards the uh, your your would be rescuers, and you see this gnome spellcaster kind of peek out from behind the human. He just extends a finger uh, in your direction, uh, and then jerks it back, and a crack of thunder erupts around you guys. Uh, it seems to be focused on the gap uh, between cupboard and shout. Uh, and the chains between uh, you and Shout just suddenly shatter into fragments. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, the, the chains that were uh, binding you all's uh, hands and ankles also shatter. But the ones around your neck seem to be made of sturdier stuff. And although mm. they look mangled and twisted, they're still intact. You're still attached to the line. It looks like Shout has been waiting for this chance. He lets out a yowl and just pounces away from you guys and the edge, covering nearly 30 feet in just a few seconds uh, and dragging the rest of the chain of prisoners with him. Uh, you see this chain of prisoners slam into uh, Valior Godson's stallion and just topple it, uh, sending him <laughs> sprawling to the ground uh, as your would-be rescuers charge in his direction. Um, so you are somewhat free, but you're still in a little bit of danger. Uh, your hands and feet are now also free. Okay. Uh, cupboard the goblin. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, cupboard looks around. Um, it looks like a giant shit show. Uh, are there still <laughs> prisoners uh, chained and falling into the abyss in front of us? Those in mm -hmm. front of Milner. Yes, there are. Right. Uh, okay, well, the, uh, your your wrist chains and and ankle chains are broken, but you're still oh, connected yeah. to the prisoners in front of you through the neck chains. Right, okay. That would be a great time to harvest some snot from Pacey. She's grappled by Barsias. Yeah, yeah. Okay. funnily enough, no, making, no. Making, candles doesn't, <laughs> making candles doesn't top of his priority list right now. Um, yeah. Uh, so are, are we all like bound together by the neck? Or yep. the neck yeah. Chain? Okay, cool. Does, um, does Pacey have any tools on her? Do you have any 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 implements that look like they could they could pick or break the locks around their necks? I uh, don't know. Is there look a at her character. Um, she has a dart. She's a monk, so she doesn't have a lot. She has a short sword. I mean, that sounds pretty good. Uh, all right. Can I? Um, given that she's right in front of me, can Cupboard leap forward uh, and grab the short sword from her uh, presumably belt? Yeah, go ahead and make a sleight of hand check, and uh, I'll give you uh, advantage because she's distracted, which will cancel out your disadvantage from exhaustion. So it's just a straight okay. roll. Are Eight. you having a giraffe? <laughs> Eight. Uh, Pacey's passive perception is a 13, unfortunately. So as you go to grab the short belt, she just kind of jerks away from you, uh, lashes her whip in your general direction. Uh, anything else you want to do on your turn covered? That was your action. Good. Okay. Yeah, that was effective. Um, all right. Uh, in in terms of other productive things that I will do with my turn, um, let's see. I'm on the end of a load of people who are being dragged into an abyss. Uh, you have your bardic inspiration now. Yes. Yes, Don't I probably you do. Inspire me to uh, you know rip the chain off and then rip someone's head off. Yep. All right. Uh, Okay. Uh, where do I find that? Where do I go to, to do that? Uh, that should uh, be under Traits and Features? Yeah, features, features and Traits. Features and Traits. 
Uh, Bard Inspiration. As a bonus act action, a creature other than you within 60 feet that can hear you gains an inspiration die, 1d6, for 10 minutes. The creature can add to one ability tech check, save, attack roll, saving throw. This can be added after seeing the roll, but, but before knowing the outcome. Okay, how do I how do I do that? What do I click for that? So you uh, click one of the uses, so it looks like that, and then uh, you just say, I'm giving Bardic Inspiration to so-and-so. Uh, okay, so cupboard uh, cupboard whips out his lute and riffs a uh, Where are you uh, an inspiring that? melody. That's a good um, question. Where are you keeping your lute? In my pockets, in it. <laughs> okay. Oi, Fable, listen to this. Oi, fairy. That's incredibly unhelpful. <laughs> Don't you think you right. Uh, Bringor, you now have 1d6, which you can add to uh, an ability check, an attack roll, or a saving throw. Right, we can all guess what I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, that was going to do it for Cupboard's turn. Uh, Pacey didn't get a turn, because I accidentally deleted her, uh, so I'm going to just stick her turn in right now. Uh, she's going to she's gonna whip y'all. Um, <laughs> I think so. I'm yeah. She can still she can still whip you though. She can't move, but she can uh, she can still whip you. So she is going to try and whip you, Barsias, with her spiky whip. I like it when you do this. That is a oh, no. twenty-two to hit uh, with five points of slashing damage. Smart. Yeah, probably not a pleasant feeling. Uh, and then Ripped. that mangy goblin just tried to steal her short sword, so she's gonna. Uh, take her uh, mundane whip, and she's going to try and smack you with it. Uh, she does not get her dexterity bonus on this attack, so just subtract three from whatever the number is. Okay, so that's a 21 to hit, uh, and you take three points of slashing damage. Do I do a saving throw? Nope, you don't have to make a saving throw. Cool, all right. So th that means that if I take three points of slashing damage, that takes me down. I my max is seven. I took six. Uh, six because of the falling stuff. So presumably that takes me down to three. You, you took six because of the falling stuff? No, no, sorry. I took one because of the falling debris. So down from seven to six. And mm -hmm. now I take another three. Yeah, so now you're down to three hit points. Cool. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> Cupboard may not be long for this world. Yeah, well, I'm on four as well, so I need to finish her. That's, that's yep, fair. All right, Bringor, you're up. Right, so I'm going to snort derisively and attempt to rip this fucking chain off my neck. All right, go ahead and make a, a strength check with disadvantage, but you can add that bardic inspiration die. Go on, and the DC is going to be lower. So. I will add the bardic inspiration. <laughs> you probably should. Because I rolled a, f I got a fucking five. Seriously? <laughs> Seriously? Eight. Nope, ain't shit. What I'm kind of DT are you? Yeah, you Grab this chain with your big, muscly bugbear arms. You're tugging, you're pulling, but you just can't manage to, to even in its mangled state, you can't quite manage to snap this chain. Um, I guess I'm done. Right. Yeah, it's Barsias' turn. Okay. Oh, is it just go around and around? You don't reroll? Nope, you don't reroll. Okay. I'm happy. Um... I think what I'd really like to do is, I've already got her grappled, so I want to wind this chain just between the two of us round her. Mm. Okay, so you're trying to like wrap her up like a, a spider in a cocoon? Basically, yeah. If there's a lot of tension right. on this line, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cut right through her. 
Yeah, okay. Oh, um, go ahead and make another athletics check. I will give you advantage, so it'll just be a straight roll, and then she will contest it with her acrobatics. Yes. There you go. You got an eight. Uh, unfortunately, that's not going to do it. You're no, trying to not. tangle her, but she's, she's very wriggly. Uh, very wriggly. Okay. Well, in that case, with my, my second action, I'm going to have to just um, keep hitting her with the knee. All right, go for it. Yeah, so at least I get an attack somewhere along the line. Okay, mm -hmm. try that. There's a 14. Unfortunately, she has a higher armor class than that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so 14 does not hit. All right, next, we have Shax. Can I try again to uh, blast the chain between me and Milna? Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> Target the chain, not Milna. Yeah. I think that's what she's doing. Oh. Yeah, that's what that's what I meant to do. But seven, you um, you kind of shake your hands now that your your wrists are free, and you aim the Eldritch blast. Not really used to aiming at something that's this close to you and around your neck, and you fire a little bit off into the side. Um, mm. I'm not able to shadow this chain. We have the line moving forward again. I need strength saving throws from all of you. Pacey. Oh, yeah. Natural, not natural, but a 20 for Arsias. That's great. Mm -hmm. Natural 20 for Bringor. Yes. Oh, six shit. for Cupboard. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, the, uh, the, the cat and the goblin are not faring so well. Um, are you not pulling your weight? <laughs> well, that's funny. You all are dragged 10 feet closer to the edge. Uh, I also did mean uh, at the end of the round um, something was supposed to happen. Uh, so the line is jerked forward. Uh, it is Pacey's turn. Uh, she is very much not pleased with being uh, grappled as the edge draws near. Mm -hmm. So she is going to try and escape uh, from your grip, Barsias. So I'm going to have you to make contested athletics rolls. Okay, I suspect she might win this one. Well, she's not super strong. Yeah, she rolled a two, and you got an eight. So you still got her. She's still she's still held in there. We're um, going together. I've enjoyed your company so much. No, no. Uh, she is going to uh, try That's and bash her, uh, bash you with uh, her knee. Do the unarmed strike thing. That is a ten. I don't believe it's you. No, that doesn't hit me. Need a fifteen. She's flailing. She's struggling, but she's being drawn into the abyss, just like the. Rest. All right, cupboard. Um, okay, so I have uh, I have um, some spells. I have Silent Image and Minor Illusion. Um, mm -hmm. Could you should I, have more than that? Uh, yeah, I've, I've got more than that. But but distort value is not wildly useful in this in this scenario. That is fair. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> distort value? Yeah, I, I have actually. I've built this character to be quite an urban character, um, which isn't particularly useful in uh, in this in this scenario. Um, uh, Not particularly. No, but I do have silent image and minor illusion, which are uh -huh. which with which I can sort of distract people. Could I, with one of those, create a terrifying image in front of Pacey and distract her, and then with my bonus action take her short sword? Given that hmm. she's not given that she's not holding it, she's holding the whip. Well, you are a sneaky sort of goblin-y person, so I'll say, sure, why not? Uh, go ahead and make an intimidation uh, roll. <clears throat> All right, governor. He's a cockney goblin. 
Well, you clicked on intelligence save instead of intimidation roll. Oh. Um, uh, all right, hold on. Good roll, intimidation. Oh, there we go. Natural Ooh. 20. Okay, so with the natural Holy 20, uh, what, um, what image are you conjuring to frighten this halfling? Uh, she's a halfling. What are halflings frightened of? Don't make me Google halflings. Human monks well, halflings, behind them whispering sweet nothings in their ears. Halflings uh, actually <laughs> have... Why such a pervert? Oh halflings God. actually have advantage on saving throws to not be frightened. So whatever no. you are conjuring up, it better be pretty scary. Fuck it, Come I'll on. do a... Um, in the wilderness a long time. I'll do a mind flare. A mind flare! Delightful. So uh, suddenly behind, uh, or in, in front of Pacey, as she's grabbed by Barsayas, you see this, um, this figure shimmer into view, uh, this nasty gray, slimy skin, yellow eyes, and in place of a mouth are these grasping tendrils that are extending towards her skull. Uh, and she screams uh, and starts uh, writhing and thrashing. And in the confusion, you are able to slip the short sword free of her belt. Yes. Okay. But I can't do... That's my action and bonus action, isn't it? So I can't do much else. Yep. yep. Okay. Is the... Um, just out of interest for future, is mm-hmm. the um, uh, is the short sword stronger than the, than the chains? Or is that something that I'd have to roll for? Uh, you'd have to roll for it. It might be able to cut through this mangled chain, but you'd have to make an attack. And I don't believe you have proficiency in short swords. So no. it's going to no, be rough I- for you. And I can't, I can't give this to the big furball, can I? Because that would be a bonus action. I mean, there's a great axe like right there. I don't... Thank you, bro. But I think uh... I, I assume there's a reason the bugbear didn't grab the great axe. Yeah, um, I was trying to bust you... out the chains first, um, but I will totally grab the great axe next turn. And, I'm going uh, to do the karate kid thing here, aren't I? I'm going to break the chain. <laughs> uh, it is your turn, Bringor. If you want to grab the great axe. Yes. Uh, is that going to be my bonus action? Uh, I'll just let you do it as. A free action. Thank you. Oh, so, there's a sodding axe there. Grab it. Grab it. Yeah, I'm going to shut up. Um, and is a great axe? That's not a battle axe. It's a different stats. Right. Great axe. Yes. There it is. There it is. Uh, right. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh, I'm going to turn around. And uh, do I have a clear shot at Pacey? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I'm going to attempt to fucking decapitate her on the spot. Okay, um, go for it. <laughs> Can we try the chains first, given that we're all being dragged into a giant hole? <laughs> oh, I, the urge to kill is so strong. Okay, fine. Fine, I'll try and chop, I will try and chop through the chains with the great axe. All right, go for it. Should I just roll a great axe attack? Yep. Nineteen. Okay, you uh, raise your great axe. Uh, which link in the chain are you chopping? Uh, the most mangled and weak-looking one. It means in front of you or behind you. Oh, right. Um, in front of in front of me. Okay. Can can you reach in front of Shax or not? I have five foot reach. Wait, That's a good if you point. May. Uh, why don't you go ahead? We'll say it's a little bit clunky. Go ahead and make an athletics check to try and reach past Shax. Yeah, uh, so Shax is totally kind of engulfed. So I just lean past her and. Yeah, if you can if you can do that, I'll let you uh, slash at the chain. Uh, if you can't, you're gonna be Ooh, 18. 18, okay. So you lean past Shax, clang, bring down the great axe. Um, the chain is definitely weakened. It is not oh. severed. Oh, uh, oh fuck, Shax. 
but it's it looks like it's getting close. Okay, which way All right. can blast it finally? Maybe. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> Uh, at the end of the round, all right, it's Barsias' turn. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to finish her before she finishes me, but I'm afraid it's down to that. Um, Dude, no, that's, point. oh, God, why is this so kinky? This is just, ugh. <laughs> it's like a final what? fight of Catwoman. I've got to say, kind of, this is in your head. <laughs> I'm sorry. <Okay. laughs> There's so, whips uh, involved, man. I'm justified here. I'm not going to. I'm not going to entertain that any further. <laughs> I'm going to go straight for um, uh, the pair of unarmed strikes and try and maximize out the damage here. Go for it. Right. So first one. Did that roll? Yep. <laughs> I don't think it hit her. Not with a natural one. No. No. Okay. So the next one. Fifteen. Unfortunately, that's not quite enough. enough. Oh well. I guess we're still grappling each other. Yep. It's a fairly uncomfortable situation. All right, Shax. It's me. Eldritch Blast. Hmm? That is a 10. Five points of damage. Okay. Uh, you, I, I assume you're uh, targeting the chain between you and Mel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as you uh, let loose this Eldritch Blast, the chain just burns and then disintegrates between the two of you. Um, as you are set free uh, of this uh, chain, uh, the prisoners uh, ahead of you go flying off <laughs> into the abyss. Oh, <laughs> I'm an well done, furry! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the four of you also, and Pacey, uh, because of the kind of whiplash from kind of getting jerked back, uh, you all fall prone also. So you are lying on the ground in a tangled mess. Uh, However, you are... Say what? With Pacey. With Pacey, yes. It's very kinky. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, so you've you've saved everybody's lives. You do realize I took a vow of chastity. Well, oh, it's expressing itself in weird ways, man. You might want to see a psych about it. <laughs> Pacey is not reassured. It is Pacey's turn. Um, Pacey sees this happening. She sees that you all are about to go free, and you see this this expression of just furious rage in her eyes. Uh, she bounces up to her feet. Um, she's going to use her uh, step of the wind to uh, take the dash action, which uh, doubles her movement speed. do that. She's better than me. She's a higher level monk than you. Um, And then she's going to dash straight towards the edge. Now, she's not very strong, but all of you have been knocked off your feet. So uh, I'm going to have all of you make strength saving throws, and I'm going to give her advantage uh, on an athletics check to pull you because you are... All lying on the oh, ground. Yeah. Hold on, she's, she's a halfling, and mm-hmm. mere, and we, there's four of us, and one and of us huge, and one of us is a giant bear man. Yeah, it's okay. I've twentyed. She's like a gladiator among halflings. Seventeen. <laughs> Seven. So don't worry, guys. I got this. Okay. Uh, so looks like most of you made. Wait, Barsias made it. Uh, and Shax and Brynjord, 
you guys not quite. So uh, we're just going to rotate you this way. She's going to drag you 15 feet towards the edge. Oh, fucking hell. I'm shitting myself just a little bit. <laughs> I think she's still wrapped in chains. Kick her off the edge. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Is she still uh, wrapped in chains? Yeah, she's still wrapped in the chains. She's basically running as fast as she can in that direction with all of her monk speed and strength. And she only weighs twenty. Well, wait, wait. Yeah. She, she only weighs twenty kilograms, right? Yeah, it's thoroughly impressive. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> if she's still around, my time comes around. Ooh. Uh, covered. You are up. Uh, am I within, um, uh, uh, sorry, okay, I've got, um, uh, did I cast Silent Image or Minor Illusion last time? Uh, I'm going to say Silent Image, because Minor Illusion is kind of a static thing, so I think you would have had to use the, the Minor Image. Yeah, okay. And do I only get one uh, Silent Image per long rest? Yes, although you can make it move around and do stuff. Okay, in that case, I will move my giant mind flare to <laughs> between her and <laughs> the edge. So the mind flare, I get it to stalk around the edge and then sort of stand menacingly between the edge and her. Okay, let's let's create our mind flare. Yep, that's exactly what I had in mind, a giant gray square. Yep, there she's bricking it. Okay. Uh... Sorry. Sorry. She is. We've already established that she is terrified of this thing. So uh, when her turn comes around again, if it comes around, uh, I'm going to give her disadvantage on whatever check she tries to make to shove all of. It. Okay. Do I have a, another action? Uh, you have a bonus action if you have anything to. Do. I will stab her with the short sword I've got. Okay. Go to make an attack roll. Uh, you won't get to add your dex modifier to the damage. Uh. In that case, I will attack with the short sword. Go for it. Holy cow. <laughs> That's an 18. Right. Nice. This is, we're going to call this an offhand attack. Uh, so it actually does six points of damage, but you do manage to dig that short sword into her skin, and uh, she cries out in pain. She's not down yet. Um, all right. Take that, whippy. It is Brynjol's turn. Okay. Uh, so to be clear, there's... A single mass of chains connecting her to us, right? Yeah. Well, technically, she's wrapped up in the chains between me and... Um, Great. Was in, front, was in front she, of me. And she only weighs 20 kilograms. It doesn't matter. She's a monk, okay? She can do stuff like that. I know, but no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that she's only 20 kilograms, and I'm fucking enormous. What's to stop me from, you know, grabbing the chains, swinging her up overhead, and slamming her into the uh, stones... Beneath. Absolutely nothing, and it would look really cool. Why don't you do that? I'm used to do exactly that. What do I roll? Uh, go ahead and make an athletics check. I'll go ahead and give you advantage, so it's a straight roll. Athletics. And because of the situation she's in, I'll give her disadvantage on athletics. That's a 24. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. She got a 21. So you pick up this halfling and just slam her down into the ground. Um, go ahead and make, uh, have you got unarmed strike damage? Yes, I do. Go ahead and, what, what's uh, your unarmed strike damage? It's four. It's four. Okay. So she takes four damage. She's knocked prone. She's not in a good situation. Uh, okay. 
That's what Sarah's is done next. Oh boy. Uh, at the, the end of the round, <laughs> uh, if I've got my, there we go. Uh, there's that one. Move that to the map layer. Uh, important question. I can't see the map as well as you guys can. Are any of you over the edge yet? No. Uh, nope. I, the the map thing is, is 10 feet from the edge, I think. Yeah. Okay. The, the, there's an illusion in the way. We're, we've got two full squares. She's got one full square between her and the edge. All right. Uh, Barsias, uh, it is your turn. Is it an easy thing just to quickly unwrap her from these chains? I think at this point, yes. You can unwrap her from the chains. Right. So my action is to unwrap, and my, my reserve free action, whatever you want to call it, is to drop kick her over the edge. Nice. Okay. <laughs> I was uh, imagining that hope, hope that you would say this. This is, this is Dungeons and Dragons. Please work. The, the bad news is that you have disadvantage. The good news is she also does, because she's lying. Oh, good God. One more time for disadvantage. Uh, well, it can't get better than that, can it? Um... Oh! <laughs> no! She got a 7 with disadvantage. With your first roll, you got an 8, but with disadvantage, it's a 5. So you lash out, you try and shove her over the edge with your bonus action, but she is still stubbornly hanging on there. More, it seems, out of terror of moving into the Mind Flayer's waiting embrace. Um, but, uh, yeah, you have not kicked her over the edge. Uh, anything else? Uh, that's me. I've done. I've unwrapped her, and I've tried to kick her, and that's me, isn't it? That is you. Shax, you are up. Uh, yeah. Can I blast her? I mean, that's my thing. Go for it. That's your thing. Like, that's my thing. You probably need to go, eh. I can try to scratch her eyes out, but I feel like this is not really my strength, so I'm just going to go with the other thing. Last time. Go for it. You also, don't you have a, um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you what the fuck? Uh, do this if you want to. Don't, don't you have a, a, a whispers spell? I do, but I don't know if, like, I think she has to roll wisdom, I think. Mm-hmm. She and rolls I a saving throw to resist. Presume that she could just easily ignore that because she's a monk. It's up to you. I mean, okay, I'll, I will, I will take this hint that you just gave me, so I'll just... Okay, I will. <laughs> All right, I will okay. try to uh, freak her out instead. All right. Dissonant whispers, lovely. So she has to make a DC 13 wisdom saving throw. This is, I think, the first uh, spell that the party has cast. What does it look like? I, I cast the uh, illusion spell. Mm -hmm. That is true. You did cast, the, and I just skipped over it. I apologize. This is racism against goblins. That's true. <laughs> We've also had some Eldritch Blasts as well. That's true. There have been yeah. tons of spells. We've so let's just forget about it. I'm sorry. We, we just dogpiled you there, man. I'm very sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, she does make her saving throw. However, she still takes half damage. Uh, so she takes five points of psychic damage as your, your psychic whispers enter into her mind. Head explodes. Head explodes. Yeah. Um, probably think it's the mind flare. Which is worse, probably. She looks, she looks in sorry shape, but she is not quite dead. She's not quite dead! Um, Alright. It's Pacey's turn. We're mostly dead. I feel like this is going to be the all-encompassing moment. 
Pacey. What is Pacey going to do? She is standing next to the edge between a Mind Flayer and a party of adventurers. But she's tormented today. It's talking her head. It's obviously the Mind Flayer. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think she gets up. I'm going to give her a wisdom saving throw to overcome her terror of the Mind Flayer. So that's an 18. Okay. So uh, she, she gets up. She looks behind her. She sees the Mind Flayer. She sees the abyss looming behind her. She turns towards you, Barsayas. She grins. She says, you're going to come with me, love. She's going to uh, jump up, wrap her spiky whip around your neck, and she's going to try and drag you backwards. Okay, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Do you two need a room? Uh, I'm going to give her disadvantage on her athletics check. Um... (laughs) Uh, because that was going to get cancelled so hard. That was so so unexpected. Uh, go ahead and make your uh, acrobatics check with disadvantage. <laughs> right here we go. Uh, first acrobatics, and then another one. Oh no! <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Even with the shock of your kiss, and it's it's pointier than you expected. Oh um, god! So nasty. And it is to wrap you in that. Uh, that whip and drag you towards the edge. Uh, and we're gonna do the same thing we did last turn. She's gonna make an athletics check to drag, and all of you have to make strength saving throws against it. Okay. Oh, yeah, because it's all chained up. Shit, strength saving. You might want to cut me loose, guys. (laughs) I mean, that seems like a dick move. Oh, dear. It looks like I'm going over with her. Uh, I count a big ass size category, so do I count as more successes? That is true. Here's what happens. She jumps up. She wraps the whip around Barsayas. She starts dragging you toward the edge. Um, She moves you a little bit closer. Uh, She passes through the Mind Flare, and you see her kind of, like, flinch like she was expecting something to happen. And then nothing happens, and she just keeps pulling. Um, At this point, uh, she manages to... So the final situation should look like this. So she's so dangling she is, over the edge. She's dangling over the edge. Um, the the rest of you are further back. Barsayas, you are in danger. Uh, but she is dangling over. Uh, Cupboard, you are up. Oh, sweet um, Jesus. Okay, Cupboard brandishes his stolen short sword, uh, and I would like to rush forward and slice the whip that is around Barsayas' neck. Okay. Not send the halfling tumbling down into the rainbow abyss. Well, first of all, go ahead and make an investigation check. Okay. Okay. Mm. Uh, with a 13, you look at her spiky whip, and you notice that there is a, a glow around it. Um, and from that investigation check, you were able to tell that her whip is actually a magic item. Uh, and magic items are uh, notoriously resistant to uh, weapon damage. So you can try and cut it, but you're probably not going to have that much success. Okay. You're better um, off disconnecting yourself from the chain here. That might be true. Yeah, but I don't think I can do it with a... I can't do it with a short sword. Um, 
in that case, lie down, put the short sword through the link in the chain and into the into uh, into a crack, crack in the stone. Below. That's a really really good idea, actually. Um, yeah. Okay. Is there are there cracks in the stone below me big enough to wedge the short sword into? Yeah. Go ahead and make a uh, strength check. Um, I'm not doing this. I'm just I'm just I'm just considering options at the minute. You're right. First of all, it would probably be dexterity. Um, and is there is there a hole? Are the are the links large enough for me to to put the short sword through? Um, I think you could do it. Uh, there there are definitely individual links. They've been mangled and twisted, but some of them are definitely big enough that you could stick the short sword down in there. Okay. Um, all right. And if I was to stick my short sword through one of the links into the gaps between the stones, would that count as a bonus action, or would that have to be my main action? I think that's going to have to be your action. My okay. I will do that then. I will stick. Uh, I grab one of the links that looks big, uh, and I and I pull it over a hole, uh, a gap between the stones, and I thrust the short sword, or I try to. Um, but you're going to make me roll some dice. Yeah. Go ahead and roll a sleight of hand check with disadvantage. Uh, nice. Good first okay. roll. I'm, right. I'm I'm clicking. There we go. There we go. <laughs> oh yes. All right. The tiny goblin hefts his short sword, stabs it down into the ground, wedges it in there real tight. Um, yeah, you have managed to secure the uh, link in the chain to the ground. Assuming that's what you were going for. Yep. All right. I mean, uh, uh, that link in the chain is linked to all of our necks, right? Yep. Yep. Cool. It's, yeah, okay. That's good news. Mission accomplished. All right. Wait, if we fall over the edge, will it fucking break our necks? No, but well, it's going to disappear very shortly when the edge catches up with us. Bringor? Uh, right. Um, so I'd like to grab uh, well, Sirius uh, by the scruff of his neck and just fucking shake the, him and uh, Percy until Percy falls loose. Uh, you mean Pacey? Pacey, that's the one. Okay. I can't read. Uh, we'll say, go ahead and make an athletics check, and I'll give her a strength saving Athletics, that's what I'm good at. Roll one more time for disadvantage. Oh, yes. Uh. No! No! Natural one. You pick up Arsias. You're shaking him. Uh, but Pacey is just, she's holding on like some kind of fiend. All right. And at the end of the round, <laughs> here we go. I was really wondering if it was going to come to this. It's okay. So, I'm serene. <laughs> <laughs> that, makes, that makes one of us. So <laughs> as the ground crumbles away underneath Barsias, uh, Barsias, you're going to fall. I need um, Bringor and Shax to make strength saving throws. Covered, you're fine. Okay. Can I attempt something here? Strength saver? Yeah. Can I yeah, the chain? Um, go ahead and make a sleight of hand check. Are you, are you talking about the chain or the whip? I'm talking about the chain. Okay. She, she's connected to me. If I fall, she goes with me. All right. Go ahead and make a sleight of hand check. No, 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 no. Bosias, you can't. Don't do it. Uh, a shot. This is never going to work. Okay. Uh, ro roll once more because you have disadvantage. This will be a natural one. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, no. All right. So, <clears throat> Bringor, you managed to hold on, uh, but Shaq's kind of the shock of it uh, sends you uh, falling off the edge a little bit. At this point, two of you are hanging on to the edge. Uh, two of you are hanging off the edge. Uh, Pacey uh, is trying to hold on to Barsias. I'm going to give her a strength saving throw to hold on. Natural 20. Okay. Jesus. Fucking ridiculous. This halfling is still holding. Am I a ladder? Say what? Am I a ladder for her? That's a good question. Why did you say that with such relish? That's a good question. (laughs) 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 Now the audience is going to think we're weird. Let's let's do it. Let's do one more round. Let's see where this goes. Barsias, you are hanging off the edge with a halfling uh, hanging close to you. That's the beginning of a bad joke, doesn't it? it does. Right. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I'm hanging off here by my neck. This isn't so great. Um, Dude, just just punch. You're a monk. Just monk punch the fuck out of her, and maybe you'll knock her unconscious, and she'll let go and fall into the abyss. Yeah, here's the Wait. thing. She's a better monk than I am. This is a problem. But it might just come down to that. Okay. She's, she, she's heavily wounded, though. She's yeah. heavily wounded. I could just tickle what? her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> listeners, please never draw fan art at this moment. If we ever get that popular, <laughs> I'm putting an embargo on it. Never, ever draw fan art of this moment, ever at all. And especially don't send it on to, to me at Twitter. Connor, <clears throat> I wish we were that famous. Never say never. <laughs> Are you going to tickle her or are you going to hit her? Well, (laughs) 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 sir, this is not the right seminar for that. (laughs) I don't see a production skill on there. Here's a hint both of those answers are wrong. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I think probably the answer is to climb the hell back up, irrespective of whether or not she's hanging on to me. You want to try and do that? Yep, I think so. All right, go ahead. Um, I or don't strength. think there's a, a way around this that isn't athletics, so go ahead and make your athletics check with disadvantage. Alright! Nice. Okay. Ooh. Good. Wow. You clamber back on top of lands. Pacey's still hanging around you. It's a good deal. Alright. We might both yet survive this. Yeah. Uh, Shaxx. Yeah, I want to climb as well. All right, go to make your athletics with this advantage. I'll just give you advantage. Ringor is probably helping you, so go ahead and... Oh, no, that's a four. Uh, (laughs) That's pretty bad. Yeah, you're still dangling off the edge. Just make like a cat and climb already. All right, it's okay. She'll land on her feet when she falls. Well, (laughs) (laughs) it's Pacey's turn. I think you're right. I think she's going to try and use the ladder. So let's... uh, Let's go ahead and roll for Pacey. Athletics. Natural one, come on. Ah. 15. Uh. Clambers up on top of you. She kind of tries oh, to grab at the wind. Say what? Is she not disadvantaged? Um, I'll give her a disadvantage, sure. Hmm? Given the situation. Three. Okay. Yay! There we go. Uh, it's a three. All right. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh. Cupboard? Uh. Uh, yes. Um, is is my bardic inspiration still inspiring uh, the Yeti, or has that worn off? Uh, I think he used it. 
I did use it. And it was fucking useless at the time. Right. Yes, I remember. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Um, oh, I have a. Um, uh, under my actions, it says I have nimble escape. You can take the disengage or hide action as a bonus action on each of your turns. Does that yeah. have relevance here? Uh, well, you could move away from her without drawing an attack from Right, okay. But I couldn't, for example, move away from the chain around my neck. You could try and slip it off or cut it. Uh, what's it made of? Uh, it's made of uh, metal, iron, I would say. It's looking pretty badly mangled at this point. What is... D describe Pacey's situation. What's going on there? What's she holding on to and... And she uh, has her spiky whip uh, around, uh, pretty much around Barsias's neck, uh, and she is holding onto it at both ends to cling on. Right. Um, how many goes after mine uh, do we have before the, before the rainbow advances? After Bringor acts, the rainbow will advance. So it's me, then Bringor, then rainbow. Yep. Oh, I might want to step back. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I know what I'm going to do. Um... I mean, that, be yeah, that's a good point. Oh, yes, that is a good point. Can I step back as far as I can go and then try my sword through chain link trick again? Uh, yeah. Uh, go ahead and make. Oops. Go ahead and make an athletics check. Uh, to move back, I'll give you five feet for free. Uh, but if you want to move further back, I'll give you an athletics check. Okay. Not bad. Go ahead and roll one more time because you have disadvantage. Oh, sorry. Nine. Fucking Jesus. I'll give you another little bit of feet there. You're managed. You, you, you're pulling through. And go ahead and make the sleight of hand check to stab into the ground. Ooh. All right. Uh, you wedge that sword in there. You're you're good. Uh, Bringor. Right. I'm gonna grab the Basarius with a scruff of his neck mm -hmm. and just fucking move as far oh, back as I neck. possibly can. All right. Go no, ahead like, and make like your collar. Like can, the collar. Just go ahead and can you do, do? Can you grab Shax though? Is that within your reach? Uh, is she within five feet? Yeah, she, she's, she's also attached to you by a chain. Fuck it, yeah, I'll grab both of them and just hoik the whole thing forward as far as forward? I can go. Oh, the backwards. I mean, yes, this way. The fucking the direction that's not death. A rainbow. Go ahead and, and, go go and make your athletics that it is death. <laughs> go to make your athletics check with disadvantage. All right, that's a fourteen. You are able to pull them this far back. Right, is that my full action? Um, I'm going to say grabbing them both was your full action. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay, that's fine. That's fine. End of the turn. Um, <clears throat> and the ground... Pacey looks like she was just considering getting back down on the ground, and then it crumbles away beneath her, and she's like, oh, uh... Shaq, same thing with you. You were back on solid ground, and now suddenly it's not so solid anymore. Um, it's a good question. Do you get such a thing as a cold shot? Can you target um, a particular area of an enemy? There are some subclasses that can do that. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do one more strength saving throw for Pacey. I'm going to need a strength saving throw for um, uh, Shaxx. That's, like, not my strength. Really? Yeah, okay. All right. So uh, Pacey uh, loses her grip on the whip and she falls. I catch her. Really? No. Come no. on. Good. 
No, you asshole. Don't Try to make an athletics check. After all we've just fucking done. You bastard. How dare you. Don't bring your kids into the fucking... <laughs> I didn't roll. Hang on. Uh, athletics. Oh, damn. Critical one. You reach out. You reach out for this halfling. <laughs> You're reaching. <laughs> She's falling further away. And just as your hand is about to close on her shirt, she bites you with her teeth. <laughs> I'm connected to the other guys. We could do the free fall grab, couldn't we? <laughs> um, she no, she bites, she bites your hand uh, with her, her, sharp, her sharp teeth. She does bite you, and you are unable to grab her as she falls into the abyss. Oh, well. See you later, whippy. Enough mucking about! Can we just get the fuck out of here? Uh, at this point, uh, there is a sudden, um, almost like a, a flash of light coming from the abyss. And Bringor, as you are hauling them back, uh, the ground once again falls out from beneath Barsias and Shax. And the uh, two of you, Barsias and Shax, you are dangling adrift in this, this endless rainbow. Uh, and I want both of you to make uh, perception checks. 16. Okay. You, uh, Shax, feel you hear a whispering in your ears, but you're unable to make it out. Barsias, you hear something quite clearly emanating up from below you. And this is perfect because your background thing gives you knowledge that everybody else doesn't have. So I think what we're going to do is between sessions, I'm going to tell you exactly what you are hearing in this moment. Okay. All right. Um, as Pacey falls away, the ground is crumbling. Uh, suddenly, your uh, progress is arrested. Um, this uh, enormous green hand just suddenly clamps shut around Shaxx. And Shax, your arms are kind of stuck to your side as this glowing green hand grabs you, just drags you back along with the others uh, away from the edge. As it lifts you, you see the uh, stubby humanoid that was riding on the human's horse. Uh, if I can grab him and pull him over here. Uh, who appears to be controlling the hand. And he kind of nods at you guys and smiles. Uh, the, the human and the dwarf, at this point, uh, they've got Valior... Uh, they've got him pinned. They appear to be binding him with ropes. Uh, a ways away from the edge, you can see the other prisoners. Uh, it looks like the centaur woman is walking among them, uh, tending to their injuries and breaking their chains. And all of you, you are alive. I got him, says that short, stubby figure. Uh, that are you, you pushed down now? Uh, you now recognize uh, as a uh, male forest gnome. At least I got a few of them. Looks like a bunch of them still fell. Sorry about that. Uh, and the human and the dwarf uh, glance towards your small as they haul uh, Valior hands bound to his feet. Uh, and the human says, well, it couldn't be helped. Uh, running a hand through his, through his hair. Still, you pulled them up out of the void. That might be a first. Uh, yes, at this well, point, we feel very lucky. Can you put us down now, please? Oh, yeah, of course. And the hand just drops you. Thank you, small man. 
Uh, Valior looks uh, bruised and defeated, his head bowed, but at the human's words, suddenly he just uh, hisses a word in a language that you don't probably recognize anybody speaks celestial. Nope. No. Yes, I do. Yeah, no. You do? I actually do. I, I just picked it randomly. <laughs> Good choice. Nice one. That's perfect. Uh, you hear the celestial equivalent. It's this beautiful flowing language, even though like it should sound angry and nasty. Uh, you hear him say, it's time. And his head snaps up. And he locks eyes with uh, cupboard, I guess, because you're closest. Um, he rushes forward, suddenly breaking his captor's hold of him and charges you. I need you to make an athletics or acrobatics check to get out of his way. Uh, Wait, he has, okay. the, he has the sneaky thing. Can't he just, like, dive out of the way? I'll give you a straight roll, because you do have your sneaky thing. Oh, are you having a giraffe? Oh, jeer. That is a nine for cupboard. A 16. Uh, go ahead and make a... We'll say an attack roll. Me? Yeah, you. You're oh. sticking your foot out. Yeah. Okay. Um, attack roll. There we go. There's an 11. Mm, uh, enough, probably. Unfortunately, he just kind of reaches forward. He's... Uh, Snatches this goblin and is kind of just barreling him towards the edge. Oh, we're um, still connected. Well, the, the chain that was mangled uh, between you and Cupboard by the sword snaps. And it's just him and this goblin uh, hurtling towards the edge. It seems like you're about to go over again, Cupboard, when suddenly you hear a shout. And the, the human uh, paladin lunges towards you. And he grabs uh, the... Uh, he grabs Valior and just kind of uh, pulls him off of you and shoves you away from the edge. And as he does that, the force of his push sends both him and Valior tumbling off into the void. Oof. Holy shit. Yeah. And the dwarf shouts, No, Cameron! And the gnome reaches out with the glowing green hand, but he's too slow. And they're gone. Take that, Goldie! And then Gosh. you hear wing beats. And suddenly, rising up from the edge, just as you did, you see Valior, his hands still bound in front of him. Are you fucking kidding me? Radiant white wings have sprouted from his back. His eyes are shining with rage. Uh, and he shouts in Celestial, uh, which you recognize, Shax, saying, Fools! I do this for the sake of all! Uh, is anybody uh, doing anything? Uh, can I throw my great axe at him? Yeah, <laughs> go ahead and uh, make an athletics check. Okay. Just make it a straight roll. <laughs> That's a 20. Okay, all right. Uh, Bringor, with the, uh, the, the 20, um, you hurl this battle axe towards this uh, angel that has risen up out of the abyss. Clang! It just slams into his breastplate, crunching it in on his chest. Um, his eyes roll up in his head, his wings fold, and he just drops like a stone. <laughs> nice! <laughs> Good work, fairy. Uh, you see the... Uh... <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I need to yeah. I need to differentiate between the, the the problem is two of you are furry, so I need to differentiate between the cat and the yeti. Well, you hear from Bringle's mouth a voice says, "Well, that was a particularly good throw." <laughs> uh, yeah, shut up. It's not your business. Delightful. Sorry, no, you heard that right. <laughs> as you um, as you throw your great axe and. He you see the uh, dwarf woman behind you. She has her uh, warhammer lifted, ready to throw. Uh, and she lowers it, and her eyes are cold. Uh, she curses in dwarvish. Um, and at this point, the edge is starting to move closer to you, so you all move away a few steps. Um, you okay? Right, well, Can thank you for the dramatic rescue. Yeah, are, are you guys okay? Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm Stimple Wimple Twiddle Twigs. Uh, you can call me Stimpy. Uh, sorry about the what now? Stimple Wimple Twiddle Twigs. Do you get bullied at school much? <laughs> uh, not so much since I signed up to be a wizard, but uh, when I was a kid, definitely for sure. <clears throat> uh, I'm sorry about the uh, little green man. Don't make fun of our rescuers. I, I am sorry about sort of the clunky rescue. I was aiming to shatter all the chains, but it's kind of hard to aim when you're riding horseback. So, oops. Yeah, we're still chained. Say what? We're still chained. Oh, yeah. He points at you, and there's another boom, and then the chains around your neck shatter as well. Well, that was chafing a bit. Oh, thank you, yeah. Twinkles. Twinkle, twinkle. That was... Uh... My name oh, is Stippy. Sorry, yeah. Stippy. Sorry about your friend. Yeah. I'm going to go stand on the edge and look over. No, that is a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> make right, a... Well, uh, Shane. I'm not with him. Make a uh, wisdom check. Just a straight wisdom roll. Is this a... To find out if I'm stupid enough to do this. No. Uh, wisdom. Here we go. Wisdom. That one. Eleven. Okay. Um, are you looking for anything in particular? Yeah, I wanted to see whether or not that um, damned angel thing was still down there or whether it had actually just gone down. Yeah, you see a, a fading glimmer over the edge as it looks like the angel's just falling and falling and gone. Um, also, uh, Pacey lost her grip on the whip, yes. but mm -hmm. it, it had spikes on it and it kind of dug into your skin. So you, oh, I still got it. Yeah, you still got it, actually. That means you've um, got an enchanted whip, though. That's true. Well, I have you an have enchanted, enchanted whip wrapped around my whip. neck, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, as you are looking over the edge, you feel this reverberation mm -hmm. uh, as what you heard while you were dangling over the edge comes back to you again, stronger this time. And you feel like this is really important. Someone needs to know. Okay. The unfortunate thing is, I don't know what that is that I need to know to tell people yet. I know, I'm so sorry about that. Uh, <clears throat> is it a good thing or a bad thing? It's, I've been meditating on this for years. It's ominous. It's unclear. You, you feel like somebody more knowledgeable have some sort of guidance or insight into what you've just heard. More ominous than the entire world falling into a rainbow? You know what? Fair point. It's, it's up there, but it's probably not as ominous as the end of everything. 
And so it's kind of good news then. I mean, it can only <laughs> like you know, unless it is unless it is more imminent doom, it can only be good news. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fair. Hmm. It Maybe. turns out there's asbestos everywhere. <laughs> Maybe. But that's entirely irrelevant now. <laughs> maybe it is a natural course of the universe that the world is ending, and maybe we shouldn't be trying to stop it. Hmm. Please yourself. I'm off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I vote with small snot collector. The uh, dwarf woman, uh, whose name, by the way, is uh, <clears throat> uh, J-Huck Bridalbeard. Um... She does not have a beard. That's just her last name, her clan name. Uh, is explaining that uh, they were sent to rescue uh, a group of travelers who'd been abducted by the Salvation Militia. Uh, they were sent by um, the Archmage Ashpi the Great. Uh, and if you like, they can uh, bring you to uh, the city of Garadin, or they can drop you off uh, if you live somewhere along the way. Getting a bit of kind of Wizard of Oz vibes. I'm like shitty. I think I need to consult with someone far more knowledgeable and wise than I am. Ashby the Great might be the person to consult with. Could be. For your candidates, let's face it. Um, I've got nowhere to go, so I will happily accompany. And I will. No, shut up. Not here for you. <sighs> My wife won't let me back in, so guess I'm. Guess I'll go to uh, the city. <laughs> All about adventures, so yeah, let's go. Can I take the slip off, please? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you want to. Uh, oh, yeah. I think right. um, I think Jayhawk is going to try and remove the whip without further injuring you. So let's see how she does. Okay, uh, she gets a plus six to medicine, so that's a fourteen. You do take one additional point of piercing damage. Uh, as the the whip is pulled free of your skin, um, but it is now off of you. She says, huh, "It's a nasty looking thing." <sighs> no further use for it. Yeah. All right. I'll hold on I, to I, it. I, I don't, don't think I can use whips anyway. That's fair. Does, unless it comes under monk weapons. Does it come under monk weapons? I don't think it. I'd be surprised. I, I think it's. It yeah, I think it's a separate proficiency all by itself, isn't it? Don't just throw it away. It's of no use to me. I mean, I mean it looks pretty nasty. I'll have it if you don't want it. All right, then. She... Well, you collect snot, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> she uh, extends the whip to you, uh, Cupboard, and you can add a whip plus one to your inventory. He is now Indiana, Indiana Cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Actually, that's quite a good concept, isn't it? Isn't it? That's, that's great. an archaeologist. <laughs> Quite All right. Uh, so between uh, this week and next week, uh, the remainder of the benefactors, uh, Jayhuck, Bridalbeard, uh, Stimple Wimple, um, Twiddle Twigs, and uh, Zabidi, which is the name of the centaur, are going to take you and the rest of the prisoners uh, back to the city. Uh, at which point uh, they're going to, they, they've been given resources to kind of supply you guys. So if you haven't yet, Go ahead and add your starting equipment to your character sheet uh, to represent yes. the stuff that they give you to kind of let you get back on your feet. Um, that's good because I lost my great axe. D did I kill? <laughs> did I kill Valio? 
Uh, you certainly finished him off. Uh, that's, that's not a, a straight that's a answer. That's, that's a, a yes. Well, I, I can't... Okay, cool. I killed I the level 10 character. When I say you finished him off, what I mean is he was already hurt, but you did the final blow. Oh, uh, that's... I killed a level 10 character at level 1. Yeah, that, that's called XP uh, sniping. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing XP or milestones? I have no idea. Uh, so all of you uh, are leveled up now. Now level yeah, two. I was going to say, killing a level mm -hmm. 10 character should definitely be a milestone. Thank you so much for joining us for uh, what turned out to be session one of the war at the end of the world. Uh, I think we're about ready to stop recording here, but we do hope that you join us next week for session two.